WilliamCarltonBoston.com. Check out William Carlton Workshop for the finest handmade caps and accessories. WilliamCarltonBoston.com. Strike first, Krav Maga. Boston's number one school for fighting and self-defense. StrikeFirstKM.com. Lore Boutique, an unforgettable shopping experience. www.uglyduckstudios.com. If you ready, that's on you. WEMF. Do you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, call CanacareDocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? CanacareDocs.com. Convenient, nine Massachusetts locations, Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk, also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York, it's CanacareDocs.com. Get your medical recommendation, get legal, CanacareDocs.com. Welcome. We're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford. Uh, she is Brianna Morrell. Here, right in time. Just in the nick of time. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we're a little running a little behind, probably again because of uh, our ongoing feud with uh, Ryan Spaulding from the Outlaw Road Show. I'm getting text about it already. People are asking if he's drunk today. <laughs> I think he might be mad too because I sort of kicked him out of the studio just now. Oh, I ran into him in the parking lot, and we were friendly. So you were, yeah. So you're, it, it might just have been me, though. I can't get. Well, you have that to be the friendly. ambassador for the show on that, because I don't want any beef with the Outlaw Road Show right now. I mean, I can speak for myself, but Mike, you know, Mike can is his own thing there. Well, last week I, you weren't here, and he came in and he did his thing, Game of Thrones. Oh goodness. In the middle of a, an interview we were having with a candidate for office, and it just was uh, didn't go over well uh, with the guest co-host, who was Warren Warren Lynch, and uh, and myself. I started calling him a drunk, and and but then Herbie thought it was great. Herbie Herbie loved it, and and that's the kind of the, the response among people who heard it, and the people out there that would listen to our podcast that came across it. They were like. Either they thought he was the drunk guy, or they loved the Game of Thrones thing. They love, they love Game of Thrones. I don't know. It's just, it's drunk people versus Game of Thrones lovers. I guess I don't know. It's an but, interesting place to be stuck between. Yeah, but we're we're gonna do a serious show hopefully today. Uh, he might come back. I don't know. He looked pretty. I don't know. He looked. He didn't look happy with me on the way out. So who knows what will happen this week? Uh, be prepared. We're the Young Jerks. We're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. Uh, one thing I definitely hoped uh, that we have some time for on the show, and, and we expect to, and hopefully we get some phone calls, but uh, there's a story that I just put out uh, through Dig Boston, funded by Boston Institute uh, for Nonprofit Journalism, about uh, the Walpole police chief, John Carmichael, and uh, specifically the campaign against legalization, the healthy, heady, uh, the healthy, the safe and healthy, excuse me. See, uh, yeah, they kind of ripped our friends off. The safe and healthy campaign uh, against legalization uh, about, you know, some of the, the first day of their campaign on Twitter, 
they put out a complete lie and I showed it to be so uh, and just false statements and bad education and then this police chief comes back and uh, tries to want to say that he's an educator um, and some bigger questions and uh, since then he started posting you know since that story came out and uh, the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol posted on their Twitter asking uh, for more clarification uh, to that unanswered question about the edibles uh, John Carmichael's been posted away on Twitter responding to some of our friends and I think there's some new information that we're going to talk about uh, about the edible so uh, we'll, we'll hopefully break some news today on that as well if you've seen the story look it up if you haven't seen it yet it's uh, in Dig Boston uh, it's Mike Crawford that's me my latest story there um, I'm looking for the headline of it, but we'll find that in a minute. But you can find it right there on Dig Boston. You can find it under Rocky Mountain Lie, an update on the ethically bankrupt campaign against legal cannabis and mass. Yes. And uh, phone number 617-500-7100 if you want to call in. Uh, we also have a guest today. And yes. I don't know if I've filled you in on the guest at all, uh, Brianna. Brianna? No. Am I saying you're Brianna? Brianna. 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 See. Thankfully, I walked in and I recognized her. I was a little nervous. You said there was going to be a guest. I was like, oh, he didn't say the name of the guest when he said there was going to be a guest. <laughs> but thankfully, I'm, I'm familiar with her and some of her work, so I'm excited that she's on the show today. Thank you. And I'm going to screw up the name. I've already uh, determined that because I've tried to say her name like 12 times, the first name, and I just can't. So I'm going to ask the guest just to say her first name for me. Kiara. Mark. Correct. Is our guest, and uh, she, you know, the, she's involved in a number of things. I can tell by her shirt that she's wearing, which I highly approve of, with a cannabis symbol on it. Uh, but specifically, I, I, you know, what I uh, saw is uh, you had posted uh, about an event that you were working on uh, or involved in, and uh, it's alternative uh, financing, uh, local community financing. Yep. Uh, and I really like that because you know I come from a financial advisor world, and I understand money. And money and, and business so often really controls uh, the world. And it's right. nice to see in some uh, situations we're looking for alternatives and finding new ways to do things. And that includes, like, you know, what what we're doing with our journalism. Uh, the story I just put out that we're going to talk about later, I just t introed, uh, that is funded by Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism, who wasn't here a year ago. It's uh, the community getting together to save local journalism. Mm -hmm. Uh, this is another way of uh, funding small businesses, the community. Uh, I want to bring you in to, to hear about it. What is the name of the, uh, the organization you're working with right now? You had an event today. Yep, um, it's called the Boston Ujima Project. And uh, today was our summer summit program. And that was basically an introduction to um, a smaller version of what we want to do in the long run. So we, as a group, uh, set a goal to raise $10,000 um, through non-accredited investors. Um, so these are people who make less than, um, it's either 150000 or two hundred fifty k a year. Um, and they were allowed to donate uh, within, this, within this pool. And then we had um, an, an additional investor who was going to meet this. So we set a goal of 10000 and we made that. Um, and then so we had a, a matching $10,000 um, to allocate between five different small businesses. Um, and all of these businesses are going to receive a, a micro loan so that they're eligible to um, continue to be productive in their practices and continue to give back to the community. Um, so it was a way for local people to have um, an equal vote. Um, so everybody who was an investor, regardless of whether it was $5, which was our minimum for today in person, um, or uh, uh, $50,000, uh, 50, 
everybody has one equal vote in how the funds are to be uh, allocated between the businesses that we all approve of. Um, and all of these businesses are supposed to be uh, within a specific set of community guidelines, so good business standards that uh, the entire group of stakeholders, so regardless, again, of whether you donated the $5 or the, the $50,000 uh, to become an investor and a stakeholder in the program, um, all of these individuals were eligible to have their say in businesses that are uh, productive within the community. And, and that's ongoing right now? Like, have you guys funded that first round or is uh, that yep, happening? Uh, yep, we, uh, we funded it. Uh, we, we got the 10K uh, really? by the end of today. Yep. And then we had that matched equally to distribute a, uh, amongst the, the five businesses. That have you selected offered. those five businesses? Yep, we are. They, uh, they were in person today. Um, oh, what are some of them? Um, so a few of them that were there were Ivy's Honey didn't receive any money today, but they're part of the program. Um, so there are local vent like a one is one is a local wholesaling food uh, enterprise. So they're helping uh, local grocers, bodegas, smaller businesses be able to have fresh produce in the neighborhood. Um, another was a fashion designer, and she actually already she met her goal within um, the Kiva platform, which is a way for um, which is a way for investors to to see their money return to them evenly through an electronic platform. Um, so they would make their investment and it would be allocated to them over time. I really like this because this is uh, breaking up a big, bad monopoly that's racist in a lot of respects. <laughs> we talk about Black Lives Matter, money, banking, insurance, all this stuff. I, I was in that business, man. I, I know exactly how it works with zip codes and things like that. Right. Um, it's just we need uh, alternative financing community, more of it, so much more of it. It's uh, so much favors the big Wall Street banks. This is a good way to get around that system, isn't it? Um, it's definitely a good way to, to have, a, have an open d a discussion about uh, Main Street versus Wall Street uh, and how your neighbors have way more resources than you would ever know if you actually got out and had a conversation with them. Um, and if you guys can have uh, collective group conversations about what you want to see and where you should spend your money, because uh, especially in the communities of Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, where um, the majority of these businesses are that we're focused on are coming out of, um, there's a lot of uh, there's a there's a huge discrepancy in the money coming into the community and it leaving the community. Um, when we have the opportunity to make sure it stays within the community to better it, so that if businesses are to continue to come into the area, um, they're businesses that the current residents are interested in having this seems pretty hot right now too in the you know the neighborhoods you're talking about roxbury especially Definitely. i would say i mean there's can you Georgia talk about too. some of the things that are happening right now i mean I, I know about some of them from reading but i'm not an expert like i'm sure you are what are some of the things happening over there um okay so this is me speaking as a realtor i'm a realtor by trade um uh the rent is a major issue that i've seen in the area i got into real estate a little less than a year ago um, and I got straight into it and I saw um, the, the amount of available units and uh, the amount of people who have subsidy, subsidy assistance and there's um, a displacement between the two. Um, but it's also interesting um, that, uh, that the majority stakeholder in a lot of property uh, in, in the Boston area is well aware and is helping assisting in producing those subsidies and those funds. Um, but there's, there's just a lot of red tape that comes with a lot of a lot of the housing issues and um, if a landlord if the landlord wants the rent to be a certain number based upon um, new construction that's coming in and people wanting to be like if you went to Mission Hill 10 years ago and, and went to it now there's two beds in in buildings for twenty six hundred dollars that's money. a mortgage yeah that's a mortgage yeah if we're being realistic no it's it's uh it's more cost than a of living everywhere even in the hood right it's gone up yeah, it's just um, like gentrification it's expensive 
definitely. And there's new construction because there's plots of lands that have been sitting there or some of the landlords who have had the property for however long don't see that they, they, they hear a big check and a developer is going to hand them a big check and they're like, yeah, I'm going to take the check unless they're already invested in the community. It's real estate is it's it's still business. So if it's if you're not invested in the community, it's it's about a flip for you or it's about profit. So if if the neighborhood oh, is invested in their community um, and that could even include land trust. So the neighbors collectively coming together to own specific plots of property so we can keep control over over what rent prices are going to be or if on those land trusts there's home ownership opportunities um, so that even in purchasing your home, if you go to sell it, it's truly almost a trade versus you being able to profit off of uh, off of selling the home. So you, there's no real need to build equity unless that's how you want to live inside of the house. That's your business. But um, you, in, in, in having this opportunity for this home ownership, you, you're well aware that um, this is not this is not for you to just uh, to come in and build your equity with it and then profit off of that. This is for home ownership. So you can have it on your record. You know what you're doing. And then uh, if you want to transition to a different home, okay, but like this is the cap that you would be able to sell your house for on this property. So things like that. Yeah, there's some of that uh, right now. I know uh, I, I have issues a little bit with that too because I, okay. uh, I think we like, as someone who actually had uh, you know, a, a significant other with a limited equity just like that in, in some respects, uh, I wish that she had been able to participate more in the market because uh, the market where she lived went through the roof and mm. she would have been, you know, we're doing good now, but uh, it just sometimes <laughs> you, you want to give people a step up. And, uh, and then sometimes, uh, I don't know, these things aren't so easy, especially with the cost of living. The outside world is not changing, unfortunately. Mm -hmm. It's tough to, you know, if you want to move once you've been living there for 20 years or, you know, it's. But, uh, right, but there's a difference between wanting to move and being forced to move. I know, but the 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 outside world, the prices go up. You know, so six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number where the young jerks, uh, which we're speaking to. I'm gonna say her name and screw it up. I know, Kiara. Kiara, close though. Say Ki it again. Kiara. 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 I love Rhodes in the background is late and I'm not giving him a mic and he's still <laughs> trying to tell me how to say it. Marks. No S. Kiara Mark. Oh, Mark. Correct. Oh, that was Mark. No oh, S. Oh, I got it written down right. I should have read my own <laughs> note. I'm, I'm, ag I'm like, uh, not aggravated, but I'm, uh, what am I? Uh, I got, it's too much stimulus. I got Ryan Spaulding on the glass over here looking at me. He just came back in. I don't know what he's going to pull today. Uh, I got Rhodes over here just showing up, and I know he's going to try to get a microphone. It's like, no, Rhodes, we're not going to have you speak until we at least introduce you, get you set up. Uh, no, you're out of the segment. You are late. We'll bring you in a little bit later. All right, bro? Uh, 617-500-7100. Right, Bri Brianna? Yes, Brianna. You got it. Yeah, I got one name right. It took, like, it, it took two weeks, though, to get Brianna. The first show I That's not bad for me. So it's I think not it's bad the for A's. Me. Not bad for me. No, it's the R for him yeah. right yeah. now. He's well, doing a show. Ryan Spalman's doing a show over here, too. <laughs> I don't know if you're noticing that. I can see it. It's just ridiculous. 617-500-7100. The hate we draw, I guess. I don't know if it's hate or love. What is it? It's something. And he's, now he's waving. Uh, I, I don't know. What do you, Herbie over here, what, what, what's going on? Because he's your friend, and you thought it was funny last week. What is going on with this Ryan Spaulding situation with the Outlaw Roadshow and the Young Jerks right now? 
Dollar Roadshow is a professional show we have here on uh, WMF. They uh, they have a great musical podcast, and uh, Ryan Spalding is the, the the host of that show. We have a, we have a phone call, by the way, dude. We'll take the phone call. But have you gone to the dark side? I don't know what you're Hello. talking about, Mike. Wow. What? Yeah, I didn't see, hear you say anything about our show, Herb. We'll take the phone call. Be quiet, Herb. Who's on the phone? Mike, it's Patrick. Patrick, who? Wilson. Oh, what's up? <laughs> what's going on, man? I, I showed I showed Spalding your text that you sent me. <laughs> he sounded like he was drunk, man. I'm sure he's a nice guy. I'm sure he's not drunk. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, man. You think he is? I have no idea. I'm trying to figure uh, it out. I'm asking Herb for help. and he not, share. Look, Herb's answers freak me out even more. He should share. What is it? I said he should share. He should share? Yeah, whatever he's on. Or whatever he's on. He does. He <laughs> yeah. shares his whiskey, I guess. Yeah, yeah. So what, oh, what do you, you, go. you got anything else? Are you just calling about Ryan or, or you have something else? No, 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 no. I, I actually was, was uh, listening to your show, and I'm interested in all of the topics that you're speaking about today, um, including the Marty Walsh thing with regard to the marijuana that you're going to get to in a little bit. But I'm also very surprised. I'm very psyched that, uh, you know, with the guests that you have on right now talking about uh, the real estate situation in Dorchester and, you know, Madison in Roxbury. That's something I've been studying an awful lot lately with regard to the BRA. Now, that's something I didn't, I didn't hear you guys mention anything with regard to the BRA, but I think that when you're talking about gentrification, you're talking about the price of uh, what it is to rent a two-bedroom apartment in, 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 in more depressed areas of Boston. I think that you need to look at the BRA as part of the problem with this, because what they, they end up doing, in my perspective, is that they end up taking lots of properties that end up sitting empty and just not used, that could be used for the community. And the problem that I have with that, I know that things take time at times, but the problem that I have with that is they have a list of properties that they just take ownership of, mm -hmm. and they don't have any sort of uh, oversight as far as what's going on with those properties, or even being able to have a proper listing of those properties that they have control of. At the moment. Okay, Pat Patrick, now, uh, I want the guest to comment now. Oh, I want him to finish this. Yeah, I know, but you, what, what do you have to say to what he's saying? Um, I, I totally agree, especially if there's a way for us as uh, to collectively get access uh, in, a, in a group to what properties make what sense. But we, we, we have to come with a list of established um, programs or, or um, entities that we want to put out there to utilize the space, or there needs to be a, pro a proactive conversation about, okay, now we have the list, now what are we going to do with it? Because we can have a list of all the properties, but what are we going to do with it? And like programs like the Ujima project that I'm talking about um, give us an opportunity to. We already have these quality businesses. If I can put them in this in this commercial front store space that has this great location, so they're actually um, visually accessible to a lot of play, people who wouldn't even be aware of them. And if they're they're commodities in the area, and these are things that we need, people should be aware. And that way, um, you're still 
helping the these local economies by being able to to one you know have them generate revenue because they have the ability to be in people's faces their employees especially if it's cooperatively cooperatively owned um I feel like neighborhoods would be way more interested in stuff that's cooperatively owned so that everybody is going to see a return. You go there, you shop or whatever kind of service or good that this place has. Um, you're you're going to actively go there because you've already made the investment. And if it's profitable, you're going to see a return. Um, and that's for you believing in something that's actively in your community. So I, I, I think that it in regards to what are we going to do with all these properties that are available that aren't being used because... Uh, uh, somebody came in and decided that they wanted to to build homes that nobody's asking for um expensive homes right and it's it's to, it's, 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 it's to um you know in in areas for example like common square um you see a purple mm -hmm. line come in you know what that means there was no purple line here for how how long so who who, who are you building all this new real estate for and then okay only 10 percent of it is supposed to be um Subsidy affordable, friendly. yeah, right. Affordable, exactly. right. And, and, yeah, it's it's it's, it's, a, it's a giant loophole, and a bunch of those units will sit. I think it should home. be minimum, especially the high luxury, and you know, it should be twenty percent or twenty-five or thirty. Like it needs to be a bigger number. Really, there's does. also an issue. There's also an issue with those developers. The reason, the only reason that they do have any sense of affordable property is because they get a tax break on it, and that tax break once that, once that tax break's gone. The affordable part of that is gone as well, and it's being sold for a high, high rate. Now, the other and, and what you're doing with your program that you did today, I think, is wonderful. Thank you. Um, I think that more of the community needs to have a say over what happens in the neighborhood. But I also think, with regard to the BRA, they are they're technically considered a private entity, mm. and they get given these properties by the city. And they're not accountable to the city. If you go back to uh, city council meeting where they had to re-up their, their control over all this stuff a few months ago, I think it was back in April or, or March, um, they came to the city council meeting with not much information. And they weren't held accountable for this because the city council can't control what they do. To me, this is a problem, and this is where it's important what uh, what your guest is doing, because if the people in the neighborhoods in the communities don't stand up and take control in one way or another over the destiny of their community, then the residents of Boston get pushed out of Boston. And what have you got? You've got a corporate a corporate playground, basically. Yeah, where the people who work the the uh, minimum wage jobs can't even live in the city that they work in. Yeah, six one seven five hundred. Train late enough from to work. Yeah, to go to work or come come from work. You know what I mean? I mean, I see people. I live um, on the Blue Line in okay. Revere, and okay. if you take the train late at night, um, as late as it goes at this point, you see all of these people that rush from the airport or from the restaurants, and they're. They're literally running to get to the train. Some of them don't make it. But yeah, we had this late night thing that was going on on the uh, the T for a while too. And I get it. I get it. You know, Mayor Walsh wants to extend the, the drinking hours and all this. Being an AA guy, that's kind of interesting. But to me, that whole thing with the late night train should have been used in order to support the people that are working for a living, in order to support their families. And that's not the business that Boston seems to be in. 
Well, they just don't have the money right now. There's so much wasted money. I mean, they really do. Uh, the T is in a, is a bad situation. Uh, but I appreciate your call uh, and, uh, and and the topics you bring up on the BRA. And uh, thank you, uh, thank you very much for calling in. Well, you too, Patrick. Thank you. Excellent. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. With the young jerks. Now, Kiara, I have a question for yes. you. Um, so you say a lot of the projects that you're doing are basically crowdfunding for um, businesses specifically. Mm -hmm. um, do you have any projects you talk about? You know, you have uh, your realtor by trade. Yes. So are you doing anything focused on real estate for the neighborhoods that um, you're talking about, or do you have any projects in the work? Um, well, I, I'm I'm focusing on on a co-working space in the general area that would be affordable. Um, in comparison, there's one. Uh, it's in Dorchester. There's one that would be our competition. Um, and I actually toured the venue the other day. Um, and if this is what's local and available in comparison to what I'd like to make available, including the kind of um, educational, business savvy, you know, some kind of financial literacy classes, networking events so that um, young entrepreneurs and creatives can come into one collective space and actually build um, in regardless of what field they're trying to build in um, and be able to have it one, be affordable and two, be accessible and three, be in a familiar area with like minded people. Um, uh, that's that's something I'm working on right now, um, and that's just uh, in general um, because I've seen I've seen the youth, um, the youth need jobs, regardless. Um, and for me to be able to um, connect with schools eventually, so that young people can come and mentor and see what an active workspace looks like, um, mm -hmm. uh, that's that's something in the long run. Um, I already have the storefront property for it. Um, I do have an active uh, petition online. If you guys are interested, uh, you can uh, Kiara Mark Realty, Facebook.com slash Kiara Mark Realty. Um, and I will post later on today uh, my, my, my e-campaign. My e and it's just for tangible evidence so I can bring it to investors. Um, so if you read the synopsis, it's just talking about what I want to do and develop uh, so that I have some proof to bring to investors. There's a, already a solidified business plan. So if a, a co-working space in the Boston area that's affordable is something that you're interested in, I'd love to talk with anybody more. Um, so you can either call in or you can you can find me on Facebook, whatever works for you. Uh, I'm friendly. Um, <laughs> but uh, that's one thing I'm working on. And I'm also working on uh, black home ownership um, because there is a large issue um, in around uh, people of color getting the finances they need to actually afford a mortgage in an inflated uh, an inflated economy. Um, so how, do, how does that? How does that happen? Like, that's a big issue. There's, there's, there's. Um, it's really education. There's several programs that are help that are willing to. We first, we have to get you on track, and whether that's whether that's uh, fixing credit or establishing uh, payment history, that's um, that's acceptable for programs like NACA, which doesn't necessarily care about your credit score, but they want to make sure that your payments, uh, your payments are regular, so that if they're going to, you know, allocate that you are worth this mortgage, like you, you, you make regular payments, and this is what you do, and this is how much you can afford, so that you can actually afford a mortgage and be put into a home. Um, those are those are alter alternatives in the area to, to, traditional, to, to traditional banking. Um, and there are other programs that work with people who do have subsidies and would potentially pay one third of your mortgage. Um, and then the other two thirds are yours um, and your responsibility. But that's um, that's in being able to come and have collective community conversations. So you guys are even aware of why you would want to look into home ownership versus renting, even if you do have a subsidy. Um, there are plenty of there are plenty of programs where you can potentially have um your 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 um your down payment costs provided for you, 
um, or even through NACA, have that all enrolled into like, your first payment so that that's not an upfront cost. Um, and then there's, there's, a, there's a bunch of opportunities for home ownership, but unless you're having an active conversation and are even considering it, if it's not a thought, you're not going to think about True. it. Um, there's an How did you get involved in like uh, a lot of this we were talking about today, which is like money, financing, uh, getting ahead? Fi- I mean, a lot of a lot of people understand this. Uh, other people have to know, not, like they don't think about these things, I guess. Uh, how did you get interest in this and get involved in some of these things that you're, we're talking about today, especially like Ujima? Um, I got into Ujima um, in meeting uh, Nia Evans, who is a member. Uh, she's she's on the board for the NAACP. Um, she put me wow. in contact with um, with this project. Um, well, I should the Boston branch of NAACP. Um, and she put me in contact with the project, and I was interested in seeing what they were about. They were like, we have Summer Fellow. It was a very, very, very small commitment, even though I went to more stuff than was necessary. Um, but it, it, was a good, it was a good networking and relationship building uh, event in general, because these are all people who are looking to better, better the world and the city that we live in, especially when um, a lot of people don't think globally, they think locally. Um, so how, how do I make your backyard better? Um, for you to even want to finish exploring the rest of the world because this is your like this, this block might be all that you ever explore um, So what direct changes do you need to see in front of you to understand that there's more to then what's just physically in front of you? Um, and that you should be thinking outside of the box a lot of people think within within their safety within their safety zone because they're, you're comfortable there um, but how do we inspire people to see actual change like you like you you can you can I, you have to manifest something like I can talk about it all day long, but unless you want to come and actually interact or unless you have people who are close to you who are actually going to come and interact, you're more than likely not even going to be interested because you can't see yeah. it. And unless people have, uh, you know, take action too. That's, you know, it's, it's good though that, uh, the conversation, they're talking about money and financing. And mm-hmm. I, I like the whole thing is, uh, with, with really our focus and like my whole philosophy for a long time now has been, what can we do right here in our backyard? It's easier to do that than on a national scale. Uh, a lot of people try to be big national, you know, movements or you know, stars or whatever they're doing. It's what can you do right here and now? And it's easier. And and when you have those successes locally, then it goes. Other people come to your state and your city or town and, and yeah. look at you and, and emulate you and yeah. follow you and, and take it there. And I've seen it happen so many times. Uh, that's why I really like what you're doing. I, I'm really. I want to give you a round of applause Thank you. for coming in today. How do we uh, find out? Like, what are the links? Can we post? Is there a Facebook page for Ujima? Uh, like yes. That? Um. So Boston, the city. Uh, Ujima. U J I M A. Um, that should be enough for you to be able to just uh, physically see the Boston Ujima page. Um, and then we had a summit event earlier today. Um, so you can check out that link and get an idea for the platform for the donations. Um, so the donations were happening through a system called Kiva, which you as an investor would make your donation and is evenly distributed to you um, within the allocated period of time that is um, negotiated through uh, through the Kiva project and the and the investee. Um, so it's and this easy- is totally transparent, right? Exactly. I mean, this is what we want: uh, transparent uh, financing, right? Community based. Uh, I've, I'm, I got the uh, the Facebook up. Awesome. I'm going to make sure I like it. I think I already did like it, but uh, we're going to post it on our Facebook page awesome. and get people to like it. 
please uh please like it and uh just if you can take five minutes to read what we're about and it shouldn't even take you five minutes um but uh just get an idea of who we are and what we're trying to do and we have some live pictures up from earlier today at the uh, the summit event that we had it went very very well like i said we met our goal and then our goal was then matched um so and uh, i believe all of the businesses got funded i had to leave a little bit early i had some other things to do um but uh every single business uh got their funding goal um, and somebody even asked for $10,000, so half of all the funds that were allocated. Um, wow. So um, we are out here to help businesses that are out here trying to help the community. Um, so even if you can think of a business in the Roxbury, Dorchester, Mattapan, Hyde Park, Rosendale, et cetera, Jamaica Plain area, um, that stands out to you because of what they what they give back to the community, their work ethic, how their employees are treated, the services or goods that they provide. Um, you can please please send us a message on the Facebook page, the Ujima Boston Project. Uh, we'll look into it, um, and if if it makes sense and they want to interview and can uh, potentially be considered, uh, that's what we're here for. So we're looking for active feedback from the community, and if you're interested in investing as well, um, please check out please check out the the Facebook page um, so that you can see what you may potentially be investing investing into um, and get an idea of businesses that you might not already know about and um, businesses that are definitely worth looking further into um, because we're here we're local and you should always buy local if you can um, it's it's usually the customer service is much better unless they're entitled um, and if it's <laughs> and uh, a fresher product in general I um, mean people people uh, they're, they're here to build that relationship they want to build a business and if they're responsible business owners and and they want to actually actively give back to the community they're going to give you a, a solid product and solid service and that's what it's about at least for me now, what are some of the community guidelines? An example of a few of them I know you had mentioned before. Mm -hmm. Any businesses interested have to abide by these community guidelines mm -hmm. that you guys have designed. So what are some of those? Um, and these are all still up for discussion through community. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, an example would be um, businesses that are Corey friendly. Um, so a lot of people can't get employed because they have a criminal yeah, record. That's awesome. um, and that also goes for housing, because if you can't if you can't work and you need a subsidy, but nobody's <laughs> there's, there's rules that come with with housing. So that, like, how are you supposed to be able to live or you're living in a halfway house? Um, mm -hmm. So there's a lot of discouraged. Um, there's a lot of discouraged people in the, in the environment. Um, green businesses, whether that be uh, non GMO products or grown organically, grown local. Um, if it's somebody who's distributing food or creating food, um, what's another standard? Those are some good standards. Just Definitely. at a minimum, or like paying your employees fair wages is a cooperatively owned, or like fifteen dollars an hour versus eight dollars an hour. Or my my objective, at least with the pay structure in local local businesses, are like for example, a question that came up or a statement I made is like, are seventy five percent of your employees? Um, living within a five mile radius of the job because That's as wonderful. we spoke um somebody doesn't make the train like i, I i'm sitting you know and i gotta take two buses after this yeah. so but if i could take if i could take a six minute bike ride to my job Definitely. that's that's a benefit i mean that's um, a huge benefit right. that's how my life has just recently changed hugely like you know i was working in cambridge living in cambridge it wasn't that bad of a commute and then i had to move north you know north shore driving in the city it was just it's so brutal when it's you terrible. have to commute how much time is wasted it's terrible yeah you lose a lot of time and that's and that's the thing um the money in my opinion is not worth the time so time banking is another example and of stress something that, too. the community right. even even on a subway you think it's very it's still stressful it's very stressful being stranded is stressful. Yeah, the T stops. You're stuck there for ten minutes yeah. because you don't even. What are you guys fixing? Well, like, what's the problem here? Mm -hmm. um, 
and then you're late and then if you're working a terrible job and your boss doesn't care how many times are you going to be late before you're fired and then what yeah Mm -hmm. so, I wonder about uh, drug testing too. Is that another one that you guys have ever discussed about, like you know how they treat drug testing? Um, that has not been discussed. Um, and my thing on that is, there's a lot of trauma that would have. There's a lot of trauma in the area in general. Um, and for 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 me to just speak on drug testing, uh, like I, I wouldn't be able to give you a definitive answer. No, no, yeah, I was just wondering if it ever came up because I that would one one I would look at if I was a you know. A member of Ujima, mm -hmm. and I, I think I might if I, yeah, I can get some capital and get involved here, <laughs> <laughs> finance some of this stuff. No more drug tests. Yeah. No, but um, this is you know, but in in regards to that, if instead of instead of something like that, if there is a way to have like active community healing from people who have been to rehabilitative services, um, so programs or jobs to get them into that would kind of help them find a skill that they don't know that they have but are actually extremely good at so that there's an alternative to the drug um so that even you, you don't really you don't need to drug test somebody because i just hate the drug testing when it's for marijuana especially that's oh like, yeah that's gonna stay in yeah, my system i could i could do heroin yeah. and nobody would it pushes know. people to do like cocaine for instance cocaine comes out of mm -hmm. your system in 24 hours 48 hours yeah. you, you flush it out uh, actually so. i had a friend who joined the marines and, and that was something booze. he had told me he yeah. switched to coke and they don't care weed. about and booze too i mean yeah, they want to know how many times you smoke weed if you want to yeah. join yeah if you want to join a force i think 14 times is the max that's that's the one i would be i would suggest you dream no marijuana testing especially you know especially for those jobs like you know sitting behind a desk <laughs> you know i could see if you're driving a truck or something they're still concerned they get insurance kickbacks or whatever yeah. but some of this stuff is just drives me crazy no it's just i mean and this is this is medicine Marijuana for a lot is, of people yeah, it's it's medicine but if i was taking adderall all day long you wouldn't know because i right. have a script for it so it's okay and that's, yeah, right. that's cocaine as right. far as i'm concerned mm -hmm. Uh, our phone number is 617-500-7100. We're the Young Jerks. My name is Mike Crawford, uh, the co uh, special guest, co-host again. Brianna Morrell. She's a regular now. <laughs> third right. time. Third time's the charm. The second time you, you, you uh, I don't know what you did, but you, I was like, all right, she fits in. She just, like, told me I was running on and on and on and on. Like, like all right, we're good to go. Yeah, she, she's, she's ready to go. Uh, with the Young Jerks, we're here every Saturday at 6 p.m. on WEMF Radio. You can listen to us live at 6 p.m. If you only listen to us on the podcast, check us out live. Listen live. That's where that magic happens. You call in. You'll be part of the show. You tell us where you want to go. I interrupt you and tell you your call is done and you get mad at me. But call in. Yeah, I, We still love you and appreciate the uh, contribution every time, even if, even if I do cut you off. Right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> no, we definitely appreciate the the contributions. It's great to hear from what uh, people think of what we're saying. If you agree or if you disagree, it's great to hear when people disagree with something, and we get to have an educated, informed discussion of both of our opinions. Yeah, and just keep it to a minute or two. <laughs> no ten minute monologues, please. We not not calling anyone out today. I don't mm. want to get in trouble. Well, Patrick has some really interesting. Now, now Rhodes, our, our, our sidekick. We have another phone call, right? Oh, people are moving the mics around, uh, and 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 Rhodes is like speaking, uh, you know, to us all off mic, and oh boy, you think Rhodes will ever figure out how to do radio here? Do I? Should I make like a, a list? So like he, like I'm a kind of like laid back person. I just kind of figure people will figure out things and yeah, you could experience. have a little guide. Guide to Does the he need jerks. a written encyclopedia on rules to follow? I think it might be helpful. Yeah. I don't have the time to write it for him. 
Oh goodness. Have to do, do you? This on the do fly. you want to do it, Brianna? Have to transcribe a list of <laughs> Mike's you, rules for the young jerks. Well, it's just any rules. I, like you go into uh, WAAF Kamalita show, it won't just be you know. She'll be talking about you. She won't talk about you in the air. She'll just say you're out of here. You're never coming back. Oh goodness. You know, I mean, most shows you don't get a lot of the crap that I see that goes around here. But I guess it's just because it's EMF radio. Is that the way people look? But. I don't. I don't feel that way. Media. Like I feel like we're number one. The Young Jerks, WMF Radio, are killing it. Like how can you say that? Like if you don't have that respect, you shouldn't even be here. We have to take this with the utmost seriousness. Yeah. Uh, right. I agree. You do. Yeah. Good. We gotta, we gotta elevate the level of the show. Yeah. Oh, it's gotta be some professional. Like it's like real. Like it's this time is money. You know what? The the studio time. Herb's getting paid. Like we gotta make money. We have sponsors that are paying money. Like we. Like, you know, this costs money. Me, me coming down here costs money every day. It costs you money. Yep. That Uber pool. Yeah. Yeah. So, <laughs> time and money and dollars. energy. <laughs> so, we're going to take a break, the Young Jerks. We're trying to bring you the best show we can when Rhodes isn't screwing it up. I'm glad he's back. I can give him a hot time. And he doesn't even have a microphone in his hand. That's beautiful. We'll give him a mic when we come back. Right, Herb? You got a song, Herb? What, what song you got for me? You got the song I want to hear right now? What is it? It's the voices. Uh, it's called spirits. I got, I got spirits in my head. <laughs> and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't go. I got guns in my head and they won't go. Spirits in my head and they won't. Siri, how can I listen to WEMF on my mobile device? I found the best way to enjoy WEMF radio on your mobile device. Download the TuneIn app from your app store. Then search WEMF on TuneIn. That only would have taken you 10 seconds to Google. Enjoy. Stupid. Canicare Docs. Compassionate, compliant, confidential. Oh, we're back live that quick. Herb, we just got up. We're running up the stairs. We're still out of breath here. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we're back. and We're going to talk about uh, that story that came out uh, through Dig Boston. Do you have that in front of you? Brianna? Yes, I do. Yeah. My name is Mike Crawford. Uh, oh, actually, Rhodes is here, too. We'll get by some time. Hi, Rhodes. How you doing, Mike? How are you, are you, uh, hello, uh, everyone. Are you going to speak off mic anymore at the show? Absolutely not. Not that I have a mic in front of me. Why not? Why would I? Is it, is it, you get all amped up when you get here, and you don't have a microphone, don't you? No. It's a, I, you're looking around. You're I trying to figure out where you're in, is, weren't you? No, I, I didn't. Did you think I noticed? Of course I no, saw that you noticed. Yeah. Yeah, you just kinda you doing like no mic for road sign, the no mic for road sign. Yeah, I did, didn't I? <laughs> yes, you did. You were like X X. 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 Not in the middle of a interview where, you know, we don't need a distraction. We don't need Absolutely. the roads distraction. Absolutely. You were late. Yes. All right. All right, we're going back to the what what do we go because we're running out of time. Oh, and we, yet, we were here about the issue that, that you said the story that came out. Yeah, do you, even, do you know the name of it? Um, I just know that. I think the, someone else has the name of it. Right, why don't we let them yes, do that, Rose? Yes. This is professional radio okay. where someone actually has the title of the story Action that we're article. talking about. Okay. Yeah. All right. That so. I wrote, actually, right? Yeah. Am I good? Yeah, you're okay. good. You're ready okay. to go, Brianna. Okay. <laughs> just checking. <laughs> uh, so anyone who watches or listens to the local news is probably aware of question four this fall on the ballot regarding legalization. And you probably have even heard or seen messages from the anti-legalization effort dubbed a campaign for a safe and healthy Massachusetts. 
an effort that's backed both by Boston City Mayor Marty Walsh and Governor Charlie Baker, with an emphasis on protecting children and families from the supposed dangers of legal pot. Their website provides a list of so-called facts for concerned voters to peruse, focusing on the increase of teen use as well as accidental child consumption as the main reasons to say no to legalization. The Safe and Healthy campaign has been met with little to no criticism from the mainstream media, which brings us to a story that we'd like to talk about tonight. Rocky Mountain Lie, an ethically bankrupt campaign against legal cannabis in Massachusetts, written by Mike Crawford and funded by the Boston Institute of Nonprofit Journalism. Excellent. Uh, yeah, I mean, the story, uh, it starts off right, uh, I went right to the first day of the campaign for healthy, uh, safe and healthy Massachusetts, their Twitter, and uh, they posted a stat that was just fraudulent. Totally a lie. Total lie. Complete lie. They said that uh, teenage pot use has risen 20% in the last two years. And I just went through and I found these, you know, other hacks. There's this uh, police chief, the Walpole police chief, John Carmichael, who they bring up, who Governor Baker is working with on this opiate task force and all this other crap. And this guy is another one. He posted uh, uh, phony information, doesn't retract or doesn't uh, follow up with, you know, hey, this turned out to not be a true story like any educator would, and he calls all his stuff education, but he fails as an educator. I, I prove it in that story. Um, and then we have the question about the edibles, which is the good stuff. I mean, this is this guy uh, showed up at a press conference in his uniform with a police car, um, which could be uh, an ethical violation, campaigning uh, in uniform, on duty. You know, that that's a conflict of interest. Right, uh, and there are complaints filed against him right now, yes, correct? Yes, and he looks at them as a joke, um, and the Boston Herald says it's petty, but I don't think it's petty. No, absolutely not. No. There is a complete conflict, conflict of interest. Like, one is like, okay, are you really just there to enforce the law? Are you there uh, just to keep your job? Are you there because of financial interest? Like, okay, like, you've got to, like, come out. If you're going to come out as an official, as far as, like, saying, like, I'm an official, and this, you know, and I'm reading this, are you an authority figure? Are you speaking as a citizen? Or, you know, are you speaking yep. as an authority figure? And so. it's important to note that we, I didn't file the complaint. Someone said that I did. No. It was the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol, the campaign oh, that... Awesome. has the uh, initiative to you know legalize regulate marijuana in Massachusetts they filed a complaint against him um, and the question also came out that I saw uh, he had I don't know it looked like tens of thousands of dollars a lot it looked like he, uh, a kingpin amount of uh, marijuana edibles and I heard he also had bags of like ounce sized bags floating around of uh, filled with flour too so he had flour he had uh dabs he had gummy beers he had uh swedish fish he had the keef cola he had yeah you look at it you saw have you seen the pictures of this i one? have yeah. i have this was all at a press event right like yes a press, release. a press event that yeah. he said was you know that with the campaign uh uh for safe and healthy massachusetts with the state rep uh that is you know on board with uh you know being opponent of the legalization, you know, this is a campaign event, and he said he wasn't campaigning; that he was providing education. This this uh, police chief from Walpole. Unfortunately, I, I see that that's again where I see the the fact that if you're the police chief, you're there to represent the law, and if you're skewing people to vote a certain way or feel a certain way about the law, you know, you've got to come out as a citizen. And, and the that. and the proof that we have that he is doing that is that there's never been any post. That is positive of legalization on his. On, it's all negative. If you look at his Twitter, everything is negative, and a lot of it is not fact. Almost all of it's not factual or truthful. Yeah. Um, and 
basically he he had all ten let's call it ten thousand dollars worth of edibles maybe it's more uh he had a table full of them and when we looked them up uh it looked like they all came from that one dispensary they all went to uh river rock cannabis in denver colorado which is funny they all those items keith cole uh they were all for sale at river rock so we're assuming he bought those at at this point because all of the information i've seen uh what he has disclosed what he hasn't disclosed um, and the latest is he came back, like, because there was more interaction on Twitter after that story came out, because the campaign to regulate marijuana posted uh, directly to him, um, and some of the local media saying, "Why aren't you covering the story? Why aren't you? Why aren't you picking it up?" The only one uh, media outlet so far has addressed the story, besides Dig Boston, uh, that is Politico, a national outlet. They picked it up. Their local uh, reporter, Lauren, uh, I think Dzinski, I hope I'm saying her name right. She did pick up the story, but no one else has picked it up. Uh, we're hoping that some of the local newspapers will pick it up. And he responded back. And uh, the the tweet from the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol got a lot of response. A lot of people retweeted it. It's been, this story has gone viral. It's going around. Uh, people are asking this guy questions now. And he's banning us. He banned uh, Mike Can Boston, or, or what do you call it, blocked it on Twitter. Uh, he later blocked the Young Jerks today or yesterday. Um, so we, we can no longer comment on his stories, but we can still see them. He, and apparently he can still see our comments because he just responded to one of my comments. Uh, he also originally responded to the campaign to regulate marijuana like alcohol. He basically attacked them, and then he attacked the social high. Uh, he had some sarcastic response to another person who asked questions. Uh, we're hearing a lot of people are getting blocked by him for asking the simple question, where did the edibles come from? And then we saw a response on Twitter. And the response was, he's hiding behind a Massachusetts general law. He's saying that police are exempt. I haven't even looked at the law. I didn't even look it up. Let's assume he's right, that he's protected in the state of Massachusetts from a MGL statute that he's quoting. Uh, if that's the case, what about federal and what about Colorado state law? That's because, yeah, we still have the issue of transporting all of this cannabis, if it's flour, uh, packaged flour from a dispensary, as well as edible products, having them being transported across state lines makes this definitely federal. And I did talk, talk to a criminal uh, attorney today in Massachusetts, uh, uh, Stephen Epstein, and he thought that uh, there could be a problem there federally. He, like me, of course, doesn't think the federal authorities will do anything about it because it's a police officer. Of course not. <laughs> but, hey, we're, we're pointing out this is... Uh, we, and we still don't know, obviously. Uh, Mr. Uh, Attorney Epstein also wanted to know out. He doesn't know all the specifics in this case. He didn't read in it, you know, the, even the tweets themselves. But he's just saying if you know if it lines up the way I'm, I'm, I'm suggesting to him. Well, but um, but the thing I want to point out is uh, that tweet to me almost makes it seem like he's changed. Like if you look in the story, initially he mm -hmm. said, "I said, did they come from your trip to Colorado?" And he said, "No." And he said, "Probably at different times." Another his responses keep changing, and now he's saying he's exempt from the from the law of transporting. Doesn't that almost come up like uh, he just admitted that he? I, I would agree. In a, in a roundabout way, basically, he's admitted to doing something that he's like, no, I, 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 even if it, I did do it, I wouldn't get in trouble for it kind yeah. of thing. Well, and he crept around approaching it, too, because yeah. like you said, his responses to you at first, he said no a couple of times. And then he responded saying, wasn't there one of him saying that he couldn't comment on it because of the, the current case filed yes. against him? Yeah. That was another, another thing he tried. And to he's still behind. got a big mouth. He's going up there on Twitter, which I love. And that's why I'm encouraging everyone, whoever's listening and following this, even if you're not on Twitter, get on Twitter, sign up for Twitter and go after the 
this guy and, until he blocks you, which he will. But ask him the question. Say, where did you get the, the Colorado edibles to Massachusetts? Is that federally legal? Ask him the question. Yeah. And it, that's He doesn't want to answer it. It's clear. We are talking about here, this is the police chief of Walpole, uh, John Carmichael. So go look him up on Twitter so that you can comment to him and find out how he got these edibles from Colorado to Massachusetts. And we'll bring up uh, his Twitter. I mean, I know that if, if you're following us on uh, Facebook, it's uh, Facebook uh, slash the Young Jerks. You will see... Uh, this, you know, the links to it, and you can just go right to it and uh, ask them these questions. I'm also going to find the Storify so I have the exact Twitter address for him. Uh, let me find that in one second. But uh, yeah, it's it's uh, police chief, the Walpole police chief, John Carmichael. Uh, he's got an ethics co- complaint against him at the state of Massachusetts. Now we're questioning whether he might have transported edibles and 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 marijuana flour illegally. To Massachusetts from Colorado. Very interesting. Um, and and did you notice the other thing about his responses? Some of the other responses, he he's attacking people. He's saying social high has no credibility uh, because they're in the business of promoting marijuana or whatever. And at the same time, he's not admitting his own bias, which was the original point. I he's think not that admi- very clearly shows his own bias and that he has interest vested against marijuana if he's criticizing a business that is operating as a social networking That's platform. That's legal. A legal social networking platform, correct. That's uh, basically a technology company in Massachusetts. Yeah. They were app developers. <laughs> they started as app developers, yeah. not as, you know, it's not stoners developing a business. This was people in the tech industry and with other business backgrounds coming together. Yeah, it's, it's, it's just, uh, it's really, I don't know, I just disgusting when you uh, turn over the rocks and look at some of these people out there. I mean, the the thing is, again, uh, the police come at um, with every situation like they're the authority. And if you don't respect their authority, then they feel violated or threatened somehow just because you question them. They feel that there's an issue by you questioning them. And as a citizen, you have the right to question, you know, the police and ask them a question. And if they're like, I don't like they have an attitude about answering a simple question. I'm like, sorry, you're a public servant. And if we as a public ask a question, it's government by the people, for the people and of the people. And it's like you are of the people. And we ask you. Like you're serving, just because you're serving as a police, you should be more professional and more forthright about answering the questions. You're representing the government. We've, you know, you've gotten this position. You, granted, you haven't been elected. You've been like, you know, appointed or somehow you, how you've gotten the position or whatever. And, I, and again, we don't know, you know, the police academy, how they test them or what have you, like how they let these people come through the ranks and they become, you know, somewhat unprofessional as, you know, because he's representing, he's a police chief. He's not like someone that is lower ranking doing this. This is someone actually that represents an entire department. Department. And this is kind of like, you know, again, like... He's also in an influential position over yeah. other officers, too. Yes, and exactly. he could be influencing other people and their opinions on marijuana well, when they're pulling people over. Exactly. And exactly. And, yes. and he's also serving on uh, state boards. Um, uh, his Twitter, again, is at Walpole Chief. That's pretty easy. Hit him up and ask him the questions. Uh, he was actually also serving on DPH, apparently, uh, screening some of the medical marijuana dispensaries uh, through the first me? rounds. Yeah. And I called the DPH rep, Scott Zoback, on this. Uh, and I said, I want to make sure that this guy has no connection and is not overseeing any medical marijuana applicants or dispensaries because... You know, he's lying through the campaign, number one. He showed, he denies that, you know, medical marijuana is even medicine. Uh, he, you know, is doing all these awful things that we just talked about. Uh, Scott Zoback told me 
that that selection committee has been disbanded uh, and that he is actually has no standing with DPH beyond the fact that he represents the uh, Massachusetts Police Chief Association. And uh, so they do have some interaction there. But uh, it seems like DPH is backing away from him, doesn't want anything to do with this guy anymore, this uh, this this uh, police chief, John uh, Carmichael. Well, and I can see how it can be hard with the question of legalization, and as a police officer, your job is to enforce the law. And so if something is illegal, of course you are supposed to be enforcing that, but when we're, you know, we're seeing other states go through legalization, clearly this isn't um, as easy of a topic when you're talking about cannabis legalization. It's not black and white. Um, so the police officers really should not be coming out, especially if he's saying that he is an educator as yeah. a police officer talking about cannabis. He should not be talking about his educational points with a bias. Um, you know, there are uh, educators within school systems who are trying to talk about cannabis, and they actually got a lot of heat on them for talking about it in an unbiased, a completely unbiased light, and not saying that the kids should not smoke weed. Um, this police officer is clearly going in with a, a complete bias when he's talking about the subject. From his his Twitter, uh, you can see he reposted um, several headlines. The one about the THC and the water supply in Colorado. Yeah. That was one of my favorite rumors that was going around because anybody who knows something about cannabis, especially if you're going to be an educator about cannabis, THC is not water soluble. Absolutely. <laughs> you can't just mix THC into water and ingest it that way. It, it just simply does not work. So how can you be a cannabis educator if you don't even know that? Yeah, let's, let's uh, look at him now, too. I got him out finally. The internet is back for me. Uh, some of his recent tweets are funny. Uh, you know, after we asked him again, uh, uh, the campaign, Regulate Mass, on Twitter said, did he tr transport illegal items in department vehicle? <laughs> and uh, Chief Carmichael says, refer to MGL chapter 94C S7 he probably D3. wrote the law himself. Wait, okay, so <laughs> and so we're going to look that up. Yeah, it's a uh, uh, refer to MGL C, uh, I think it's chapter 94C S7 D3. And uh, right. it says, you know, hashtag exempts police. And, and he goes right back at, at Regulate uh, Mass and at Mike Can Boston. After I'm already blocked, he's still writing to me. This is interesting. Mm -hmm. He clearly uh, still has feelings Yeah, because I asked him. I kept asking him. I, I threw in some more uh, reporters, some local reporters that I think he might know. Uh, and then he comes back uh, and he says, read the statue, guarantee it. Hey, buddy. I don't, I don't uh, trust anything that you guarantee at this point. I will read the statue, and I'm pretty sure without even reading it and uh, just talking to a lawyer for like two minutes today that the state statute doesn't exempt you federally. Amen. That the Massachusetts state statute doesn't exempt you from Colorado. Interstate That's commerce, right. mm -hmm. you know about those federal laws, man? Mm -hmm. <laughs> I think we got them today, boys. Yes. Uh, a good job, Social High. Uh, good job to everyone else on Twitter that's been asking him about this. Continue to ask him about it. And also, link, uh, like you know, we were doing today, uh, the campaign was, and then I started doing I linked uh, at the Walpole Times, at Wicked Local, at uh, Metro West Daily, and a reporter, Brad uh, Avery underscore MW. If you, if you know some reporters from the Globe and the Herald and Fox 25, link them up on this. Let them know what's going on. Ask them to report at it. They have more resources than they do than we do. They could maybe spend a week on it and uh, find out a lot more information. Uh, we're going to follow up. We're going to do another uh, fo uh, FOIA request on it, hopefully. And 
We're going to keep digging on this one because I can tell this is hilarious. You know, and I do have the law pulled up right here, too. You do? What is this law? So Section 7 is with regard to the registration of persons who manufacture, distribute, dispense, or possess controlled substances. And he was referring to Part 3, I believe, which is any public official or law enforcement officer acting in the regular performance of his official duties. So he is claiming that um, him getting the edibles and marijuana, mm. cannabis flower in Colorado. While on a state trip, <laughs> yes. on, the, on the taxpayer's dime. On a state trip and transporting that back to Massachusetts was per, in the regular performance of his Yeah, I'm not duties. buying that, number one. That was personal number, education. Uh, yeah, education. But number two, what <laughs> about, what about, yeah, what about the federal chapters and the federal statutes and the federal laws uh, and state of Colorado law that says you can't do that? Yeah, exactly. Uh, did he get permission from the governor and the legislator and the uh, courts in Colorado and the, and the state police? Did he get uh, permission from the FBI and the DEA? I'm guessing not. No. Most likely, especially not. with his answers that keep changing. And now he's it now he's in so defense mode. He attacked everybody. He didn't defend himself. Now he's defending himself with this crazy. This is hilarious. This, yeah, I think. <laughs> Do you think it guarantees there. it, Ray? Do you think it, what he says guarantees oh, it? Oh yeah, I think he is nervous as all hell right now, too. and we've. I think he's looking me up. Them. I think he's like, how can I get this guy Mike Crawford on some fake charges? Yeah, he's like, who is this guy? <laughs> me too. What do, what do you think, Rhodes? Yeah. No, yeah. Just, like I said, I, I will agree. I, I think the guy's um, kind of like again abusing his authority. And then the fact that they said, like, you know, he's exempt right now. It's like it doesn't supersede, like I said, federal or Colorado's laws. So, yeah, I, I, I'm going to say the name wrong again. I'm getting trouble. Kiara. Kiara. Yes. Did I get it right, finally? Kiara. Kiara. Yeah. I did. I get it right. Mm-hmm. Took me only, one, only one show. I'm trying. I'm working. You're improving. I have a speech uh, <laughs> impediment since I was a young age. I've gotten over it somewhat, but I still have trouble with some names. Uh, so, because uh, I always, I've learned to say things wrong, incorrectly, in my upbringing. <laughs> but um, what do you think about this? You've been listening to this. You're, you're uh, a resident of Massachusetts, Boston. Yeah. What do you think? Um, uh, I think it's very interesting that police officers, a police officer who, well, a chief, I should say, um, feels as though uh, drug handling is a regular part of his job and that it exempts him from federal processes, but if somebody, uh, I, I would, I, I would have to, do, I would do more research. I was just reading the the entire chapter in general and trying to get an idea of, um, of 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 the legislature behind that piece because if that's to come in uh, to come into place post November, it's just a, a general policy that we should be aware of. What about the politics of it? Do you think uh, their campaign is? having a success or traction with the voting public in Massachusetts and communities that you interact with? Uh, I think people uh, live live by fear. So if you try to instill fear regularly, um, that I'm going to pay attention to that. Why should I be, why should I be afraid? What is this? What's going to happen? Um, but if he's, if he's a public figure, is, is, are you law enforcement or are you an educator? You have to kind of pick and choose. And if, and if you are an educator, I just want to see some kind of... Um, factually based Do you think evidence. people are, are getting scared though like the voters that you talk to and see do you think people no are, everybody i talk to is for it. Yeah. They, it whether or not they participate in smoking or not but they can understand people then that's just on a that's on a on a medicinal level not even a recreational um but i i have talked to some people who aren't who aren't for the recreational either yeah. because um because there's a lot of trauma that already needs to be addressed prior to um legalizing something 
that uh, we may not even actually be ready for. I'm all for I'm all for the cause, but the state in in general is is they, there's. There's a mess. Yeah, it needs, there's a lot of problems. There's a lot that needs to get fixed. Yeah, there's a lot of other like, reasons. I mean, people. Yeah. There are people who, uh, you know, one of the reasons why the initiative might be not even be so high is, again, uh, another reason is uh, some of the freedom people who want more freedom. They want mass, less regulation. Less. Uh, a lot of them didn't want any type of commission. There's a big mm-hmm. cannabis that commission that's going to regulate and control. And with the DPH issues, I have some questions marijuana. on that too. Yeah. Well, the cannabis yeah. commission is also it's going to be an, uh, a governor appointed board, correct? Yep. It's not an elected board, which I think is a problem that a lot of um, right the treasurer, yeah. the treasurer a lot of caregivers members, and people, right? yeah, caregivers yeah. and people who have been in the cannabis industry for the last twenty plus years are not a fan. Right, like there's an advisory board that can kind of say some stuff, but uh, they're not really in charge of the CCC. Well, they're going to be regulating, basically, from my understanding. They're going to be setting the all the rules, all right. of the regulations. Yeah. But like, who are these? Who are these people? And how, it's in the statute. You got to read the no, initiative. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah but, it basically but, no, says right. like, you know, you got to have one medical person, you got to have one patient, you got to have one police officer, you got to have one, you know, oh, everyone the, in the for community the, for the board. Yeah, yeah. The, and they're going to be right. in charge of it. And some people don't like that. Some people say it should be treated like anything else. Um, but you know, it is what it is. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number if you want to call in. So but, uh, I, I, I'm just predicting that John Carmichael isn't done yet, especially if our people continue to hit him up on Twitter. I want people to send me the links. Uh, send me. Uh, just hit him up. His, uh, it's at Walpole Chief and say, hey, bro, what's up? How did you get those edibles, man? You got any for sale, man? <laughs> Can you hook me up, Dave? No, no you, he'd probably try to come and arrest you. I mean, he's just insane, this guy. But you got to hit him up and just say, hey, where did you get the edibles? How did they, how, how much, no, ask him how much they cost. How much money, and where did the money come from? Who, if like, that the, was taxpayer money, yeah, spending those edibles yeah, on that yeah. trip, that is pretty disgusting. How much did they spend? How much? I've been looking for the picture again to try to get a rough count on it because depending on the amount there, you got to remember, you know, 100 milligrams is $10. Mm. A lot of edibles coming out of Colorado, you can see 200 to 500 milligram edibles. And he was probably trying to get those higher dosed ones to prove the dangers of probably edibles. Probably this was going to be scary. Yeah, so, you, <laughs> you know, he could have been, anything, yeah, like, could have been spending 20 to $30 per item that he's bringing back, especially for the specialty items like sodas and whatnot. Isn't it weird, the Globe and the Herald and Channel 5, Fox 25, Channel 7, none of them want to ask the question, why have the, why did it take me like seven weeks or whatever it was sitting there trying to figure out the best way to write this story up and do it? Why did it just take me? Like, wh- where are the rest of these people that were? They showed up. They had the time to show up and film these things. They had a time to do a press conference with this guy and totally promote all his propaganda. But they didn't ask any tough questions about the lies in the campaign. They didn't ask any tough questions about, hey man, what, is it legal for you to bring these edibles in here? That's like you know ten thousand dollar kingpin amount of edibles. I want to know, did he carry them in a suitcase? Like, what? <laughs> this is, did he have a hidden? TSA. Yeah. <laughs> like this is hilarious, isn't it? I mean, crazy. I hit up the uh, uh, someone that was connected to that uh, that group there, River Rock, and uh, off the record type conversation. But it just, you know, basically, it doesn't seem like we're gonna get any information from them because, you know, I, I imagine there's some liability of course not. if they release, uh, you know, information, information, yeah. even though it was recreational. And again, that uh, also has some issues because, unlike the medical side, like you know, recreation, there may not be any record of it at all. Like about the purchases, so, but uh, I'm pretty damn sure at this point. I, how's everyone? Like uh, 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 looking over this story, yes or no? Uh, let's go with. We'll we'll have a little vote. Do we think that uh, 
the chief brought him over in a suitcase, or do we think that they were from seized items around the state that he gathered through his police chief association? I, I, a or B? What do you think, Rhodes? I, I think suitcase scenario. Suitcase. What do you I think? think I'm all for the suitcase. Suitcase. And Kiara? It was, it's, it's, it's the way it's going to be told and, and what more than likely happened, but more than likely a suitcase. Yeah, but, suitcase. But yeah. I'm going with the suitcase. The story that you're I wonder if it had like a hidden, like a hidden compartment. No. <laughs> he, he, he just flashed his badge. He just flashed his badge. You think so? Like, okay. Well, the thing it's is, like, as you say, if you, I, I'm, I'm pretty sure. Exactly. Like, he's <laughs> probably packing his heat as well. And he was like, I'm police chief so and so. I want to know. Like, I mean, because again, like, you know what I mean? Like, if he announces himself and they know who he is and it's stuff like that, that's We're like, definitely going to do I, so I, I'm I've been sure saying he, I'm going to do this for a while. He uses authority. We got to do a FOIA now. Because, like, there's so many angles on this that we could be asking. Especially now he's coming. You know what? Like I like the point that you brought up, the fact that none of the other news outlets bother to ask this pretty And they won't. Question. Like Politico you know? is a national outlet. They're the only ones who've picked it up. They're local it's a, it's a uh, pretty, political pretty, outlet. Pretty simple question to ask. And like none of them have even commented on it. Like I bet I literally went out and started sending them all messages, all the tip lines, all the reporters I know. The, the big Boston media. I've been sending them this story and say, You should follow up, you should follow, you should cover this. Not one of them responded back. Of course not. They're part of the machine. Again, pay like, to pay for access. Yeah. It's pay to play. Mm-hmm. It's it's uh. Our if first you go too tough on the governor yeah. and his crew, because this guy's part of the governor's crew, then you don't get access. You don't get the uh, special interviews and the special information behind the scenes. Uh, wow. And then we get criticized, you know, from idiots out there uh, on Reddit that we should play the game up at the state house, that we should follow the money, that we should be embedded and play the game with these scumbags. No, <laughs> no, I don't get the time or energy for that. I like what we do better here. We put the pressure on, put out our show, and it does have an effect. This guy is freaking out right now. And if you notice, he hasn't uh, brought out the edibles in a while. Since I said, I've been asking around for a while. This is the story. It took a while to put out. But uh, as soon as we started asking around, I noticed that the edibles did not, they haven't made any public appearance. The educational tour, it might be over, right? I mean. We should find one of the pictures and post that so that people can tweet that photo at him as well. Of all that's of his a edibles. good point. Yeah, so that we have the photo going around so that that's staying relevant. Yeah, people us. can find that too on their own. They don't even have to wait for us to do it because yeah. it's out there. Um, you just he, he and their courtesy of him, he's the one who, who uh, no, actually he took pictures at the dispensary or wherever he went that he didn't even disclose. But uh, yeah, actually some of the pictures of, of uh, courtesy of him, some of them I think are from the state rep Han, uh, Hannah Kane, and I think some are like from Fox Twenty Five. Mm-hmm. Uh, Charmin Saketti, the political reporter, doing such a bang up job over there, not asking any tough questions, not actually. Uh, following up and actually said, "Hey, dude, where did you? Is it legal to bring all these edibles in from Colorado when it's banned federally for your uh, educational law enforcement display at a campaign event?" <laughs> oh man! Like we, I said, he probably wrote the law himself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just to make sure that you know he was exempt here, and so. Oh, we can have more fun on Twitter this week too. <laughs> did you hear about this? Mayor Walsh on uh, Twitter is having a poll. Oh boy! About how the state of uh, how good of a good job. You know, what do you think about his performance as mayor of Boston? Uh, I don't live in Boston. I voted on that. I was very <laughs> satisfied to vote today on that. I voted for poor. <laughs> I'd suggest people do the same. I yeah. mean, uh, I'm not going to tell you how to vote. Just go vote. 
Yeah. Tell tell the mayor how you feel about him. I noticed that there are a lot of people. Uh, there was a lot of people who seem to think he's doing a good job up there. I think those are uh, employees what? and uh, kickback people. <laughs> and then there was a bunch of people who were poor. I mean, I saw a lot of the poor response in that poll. Good. Yeah. No, you, would no, you, I mean, what do you? What would you vote for in this case? Um. What would you give him a grade? I I don't think he's doing a a bang up job. There should be a lot. Uh, there, there's a lot more that could get done. So he should definitely try and do some more. Or actually look into the programs that he plans on implementing and how they're beneficial for the entire city. Absolutely. Six one seven five hundred seventy one hundred is the phone number. Where would you vote, Rhodes? I would definitely go with um, poor. Uh, one, he's never appeared on the show. You know, what I mean? where's his access? To, I actually haven't access? asked him. I don't think to come on here because I I've asked him on the other show. I mean, maybe I will. I mean, you know, well, I know. I, 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 I you doubt know that the answer. I doubt that he'll show up. Yeah. But I, also the the fact that I have not he, the he's come on the wrong side of question four. First of all, to me, that's just completely wrong and asinine. I mean, again, like he for someone that went through this, the personal struggles that he went through in regards to alcoholism and stuff like that to understand that okay to use the alcoholism as a reason of like no no that's why no one should have it it's like you personally could not have control but you tell other people not to drink no but you're encouraging people to drink unfortunately so therefore i feel it's very hypocritical of him to come out and say oh yeah i'm a recovering alcoholic um but um you guys can go ahead and drink but oh no this marijuana here um although people say it's medicine uh, i don't think you guys should have access to it at all like it's um my my personal belief that you know again he doesn't look at the evidence. He's just kind of making these arbitrary decisions in regards to that. So, I mean, and um, also the fact that the BPA, you know, the, they want the body cams and he hasn't come up again, you know, for that. Mm -hmm. There's so many things that, you know, he can come for and be, a, you know, a more strong proponent for, but he hasn't. He's just been like kind of like going very not progressive at all. And the other story that we too related to the show is uh, we, we were, had a protest that we had. Uh, just last minute kind of sprung on everyone through you know our audience you know our friends that listen to the show said you got to do this and i was hemming and hawing about doing it but then we announced it and uh we were going to do a big protest of uh mayor walsh's bear garden mm -hmm. and we even had uh the metro was going to come out and take a picture but unfortunately it got canceled because of rain mm -hmm. and so we, we weren't going to protest event that was canceled that you know didn't happen so uh we'll be doing that in september there's, gonna be yeah. a, there's a rescheduled date. Well, well, we should put a rain check date on it. Yeah, as well. we, we got it. We, we, well, they, if they cancel it, you go to the next month. Okay. So, either way, there's always a rain check on this thing until it's over for the season. We'll be there. That's right. So, he, he did. Yeah, he never showed up to our challenge. We're going to be at the next one uh, the Mayor Walsh's Beer Garden. Check that out. Uh, you can actually like subscribe to our events on Facebook so you can get updated every time we announce a new event. We don't even have to invite you. It automatically happens. You can also on Facebook uh, add us. You know, when you like us, make sure it's subscribe. Like it goes in your feed, like a meet, you know, at the top so you see it. Uh, I would suggest doing that if you like the show, if you follow what we do. Invite your friends. That helps us out. We're, we're going up in numbers. It's Facebook.com slash The Young Jerks. J-U-R-K-S. My name is Mike Crawford, and uh, I'm sitting with Brianna. Yes, morale. Yes, thank you for doing the show today. Yeah, no problem. Thank you for having me. Are you going to come back next week too? Yes, I will be here next week. Awesome. You're like the regular villain now, right? Yeah. Sorta. Hopefully. Yeah. As long as I, sometimes. As long like as you last can do it. I had yeah, like last minute travel came up, some last minute work, but besides that, yeah, I'll be here. Awesome. 
And uh, Rhodes is over there. What, what are yeah. you doing, Rhodes? Well, let, you know, have you written Lauren a letter yet? Actually, I have. Good. I, I sent it um, Friday. Actually, put it in the mail, and I right. apologize for being that late. But I had a wedding the weekend before, and then last week I did um, Funny Please at the New Bedford um, Portuguese Festival. The Madeira. Oh, that must have been good. Yeah, it was, was really food. fun. I love Portuguese. I love New Bedford for the yeah. Portuguese. I love that food down there. It was awesome, dude. It was fun. It was a, a great crowd. And uh, um, we got to do some sketch comedy. And was it outside? Yeah. Like they had like four or five stages. It's like a huge, huge event. They have like four um, stages, stages set up. The museum's open where you can actually like go through the history of how they immigrated to the country and informed the neighborhoods and Very cool. their traditions and stuff like that. I mean, we don't we don't have an African American. Yes, we do have an African American museum. It's like right by um, the Boston Common, right? But it's a little teeny thing right there. <laughs> oh yes. Yeah. Oh, um, towards uh, Quincy Market. Um, it's right next, closer to the State House, and like where, right, you know, where the Boston Common is, right. that, like that corner. Right. But heading towards, yeah, you're right, heading towards Quincy Market. So. Good things. Yes, it was fun. We're here every Saturday again at 6 p.m. on WEMF Radio. I think at 8 p.m. is uh, Nikki's Rock and Roll Circus coming up. Yeah. What's going on on there tonight, you know, Herbie? Anything special? Do you have any guests in here? That we I don't know, but I know he's going to play a lot of really cool music. And he's going to have a parrot. And a parrot. That's the coolest that thing about is, him. Is, he's a pirate with a parrot. He's a pirate with a parrot. Is it the pirate doesn't like you or the parrot? The parrot. Well, the parrot doesn't like anyone. The except parrot. Nikki. Well, no, he, he was he was chilling for socialized. a second, and then as soon as I yeah, came he, around, he saw the my bright red hair, yeah. and that parrot felt threatened. Oh yeah. He wasn't the brightest bird he, yeah. anymore. Like, oh. <laughs> it's a rooster. <laughs> <laughs> he started squawking. I would at say, me. I would oh, normally say I would protect you, but. Uh, not from, not from a parrot. On my own. Not from, especially that parrot. <laughs> you know, animals with sharp talons, that's where I kind of like draw the line. The if it's a, if it's a dude, I'll, I'll take him out. But not fly. his parrot. The beak. Yeah, because I don't want to hurt the thing, and that's, you know. Yeah. That thing's totally going to hurt you. Yeah, it's yeah. going to hurt me. <laughs> it's pretty much Herbie, Herbie off mic said. That, it was Herbie, what did you say, Herb? Say it again. You, you missed your moment. You, oh, you had, finally had a goddamn moment on the show. I, well, I, you would have been funny. Uh, and you not, blew it. I did, dude. Do it did. again. I just said that you you, you, you said how you don't want to hurt the thing. And I'm like, yeah, well, that thing would totally hurt you, dude. All right. You didn't say it as good the second time. See what I'm saying? Blow it. Oh. It was still funny. Well, we'll end the show on that note. Yeah. So I gotta bitch about something. I gotta complain. I gotta thank the guests for coming in. If I can say her name <laughs> again, Kiara. 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 There you go. Yes. Mark. Correct. Yes. And her group that I really like is uh, Ujima. Or oh, Ujima. 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 It's like Ujima. <laughs> it's like you a G. <laughs> but not. Ujima. It's like but not. Not. <laughs> yes. It's actually um it's Swahili for um oh. uh, collective uh collective group work and responsibility. Collective responsibility. Very cool. Yeah, right. very cool. I love it. It's I like uh bringing money back to the community, investing in community, good things. We need more of that. So we should all work together and try and uh, utilize our resources and do that. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. And look you up. You have your Facebook page, uh, Ujima Boston. Boston Ujima. Yes. Boston Ujima. Yeah. We post it up on our Young Jerks page and people should like it. Check awesome. it out. Please, please invite your friends. You. Yeah. Yep. Share it. Um, just take a second and read it. And if it's something that you're interested in, it will take you two seconds to share it on your feed. Even if even if you delete it the next day, at least you share and it. And you can also come out. down. And like, uh, you know, I, we have people who... Uh, 
are active. They like to do things. And yeah. uh, sometimes I can't go. They always ask me why I'm not there, and they go, which is I love. You're going for me. Uh, they should go down to to and there will join also be some um some workshops happening in the Boston area within the next two weeks. One at um Dudley Cafe uh, in Boston. Uh, that's very close to 93 and another one would be uh at uh the roxbury innovation center they have a, a skylab uh, there will also be um uh, an event happening there and that will be more so of a follow-up of what we've done so far and how the first cycle um of of the pilot went and what we plan on doing in the future because the project's not even going to fully launch until january of next year um mm -hmm. so these are these are uh, truly uh embryonic stages of what we're trying to do will you keep uh coming in and give us updates on that yeah and also, like on like uh, the Roxbury Innovation Center, because I know there's a lot going on over there. I'd love some coverage, yeah, it's, bring it's, stories, yeah, bring guests in from it's us. A great, it's a great can you place. can you uh, bring people I can, in? For I them? can have a conversation. The decision is theirs. Perfect, <laughs> awesome. So, what are the dates on those two events? You have I haven't booked up? them yet. I've spoken okay. with both the people who run the venues. I just want to get some confirmation on uh, their schedules and and team schedules because some of my other fellows, I want them to be able to um, utilize the space for their workshops too because mm -hmm. we're all hosting workshops. I had a few at Haley House Cafe in Roxbury, Mass. Um, anybody who came uh, that's listening to the radio, I appreciate you for coming. Um, went for, it went really well and people were receptive, so it was a, it was a good event. Awesome. Very cool. All right. Well, we're. Uh, I want to thank everyone else. Herbie, thank uh, Patrick Wilson for calling in. Yeah. Thank Rhodes for speaking off mic. Yep. Uh, thank Herbie for speaking off mic. Missing his big moment on the show. And uh, of course, I want to thank uh, the co-host Bree. Thank you. Uh, I'll say Bree so I don't screw it up. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. Thank you. We'll be back next week. Uh, I know Aaron James running for Mass State Rep. Uh, with the pirate party, he's coming in, and uh, we'll see if anyone else. Yeah, he's uh, did you say the pirate party? Yes, yes, the pirate party. They're a political party. Oh goodness! Yeah, call them. All right, I'm love excited. them. <laughs> they're for internet privacy. You know, they're pirates. They 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 were the ones who uh, a lot of them started, uh, you know, getting politically active at a certain point when they're getting sued by like you know for Napster and all that crap. And still to this day, yeah. it's all about you know the internet and freedom and access and. Keeping the internet free for everyone, I'm guessing. Yeah, as much as possible. Yeah. Yeah. But also protecting privacy. You know, looking at the government and the corporations and trying to make it better. Because mm -hmm. uh, this technology is disruptive in a lot of ways. And sometimes in good ways and sometimes in bad ways. And the voice of the people uh, is represented, I think, a lot of times by the pirates. They're the ones who know about this stuff. They're the, they're the ones directly in, impacted and interested. And I love that he's uh, running in Somerville. And uh, he'll be back on the show next week. Very nice. Yeah. So, uh, all right, well, we're out of here. What do we have for music on the way out, buddy? Oh, I was going to play an ad. You're going to what? Play an ad. Play an ad? You can play an ad, but what's the song after? You don't have to uh, tell people you're playing an ad. You just tell them what song's coming up later. Let me teach you how to do radio after. <laughs> why, why, why are you doing this to me, Mike? What is it? Why are you doing this? Why am I doing this? He doesn't even know what song's coming up. I'm producer. He's like, I just got the ads program. Then I'll put the song in, right? Is that how it's working? Got a 30 seconds. Is that how it's working around here? On the way out. I got Woods coming up, man. You got Woods? Awesome. Can't see it all here on WMF. Oh, see you're later. awesome. We'll see you next week, the Young Jerks. Do you need a medical marijuana recommendation like I did? Do what I did. CanacareDocs.com. Compassionate, compliant, and confidential. Go where I went, Mike Can, to get my medical recommendation in Massachusetts. CanacareDocs.com. If you're suffering like I am from back pain, or maybe you have MS, post-traumatic stress, seizures, AIDS, cancer, glaucoma. If you're suffering from pain like I am daily, 
call canacaredocs.com. It's a much safer way to go. No opiates. You want medical legal cannabis? Canacaredocs.com. Convenient. Nine Massachusetts locations. Peabody, Quincy, Waltham, Brockton, Stoughton, South Dennis, Cape Cod, Fall River, and Worcester. Also, I forgot, Seekonk. Also in the states of Delaware, Connecticut, Rhode Island, Maine, and coming soon to New Hampshire and New York. It's canacaredocs.com. Get your medical recommendation. Get legal. Canacaredocs.com. Com.